What happens when common sense is common, but just not helpful? What happens when social standards and thought processes leave you stuck? It's time for a new way of thinking. It's time for divergent sense. Divergent means different, varying, or dissimilar. Divergent sense is taking a different look at something to gain a fresh perspective and having viewpoints that are dissimilar to that which we know as common. This podcast was created to offer alternative opinions on topics ranging from life's everyday challenges all the way through much more complex topics as well. So join us here in our digital domain as we do our best to help life make sense, or should we say, divergent sense. Well, welcome back. We are taking on uh, this month a four-part series. At least it's four-part for now. If we change our minds, well, we don't know yet. Um, but this is going to be four episodes on the topic of church hurt. Um, that, of course, um, Bill, we've been talking about as we're getting ready for this first episode that there are um, numerous facets uh, to church hurt. Um, and one of the one of the first things that we kind of wanted to give some boundaries and context to is what church hurt is and what it isn't. Yeah. Wendy. Yeah. Well, I think it, at its simplest definition, it is someone has experienced pain through their experiences in church. Uh, maybe that's the simplest um, definition we can give is that my experience with church was hurtful. Yes. Okay. So that then it comes into, well, are you just sensitive or are you just, you know, look, trying to get your way? What do you, you know, and right. that hurt you because they said no, or there are a lot of nuances here, right? Yes. But one thing is undeniable. People do get hurt right. in church and, and that happens. And so because of that, it's such a broad topic and so many people experience it. We felt it was relevant for us to actually have a conversation about because We've both experienced it, and we've experienced kind of from two sides yes. uh, of those experiences. And so maybe we can add some uh, clarity and some understanding for folks who may be listening to this who have experienced it, or maybe they haven't experienced it, and they don't have an empathetic view of those who say they have. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, 2023 you know, is brand new, so <laughs> this could be your year. New, new. <laughs> New year, new yeah, me. Right. Yeah. Getting getting run over. Unfortunately, by the I am right. what you see. That's so, uh, unless I do something specific, right, to make some change. Uh, I just rhymed on purpose, and it was and, probably a mistake. Well, we're going to keep it. But, so it's I mean, good. it's probably a mistake. I'm just saying, That's mistakes right. were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's true. Um, I I've I've been on the side of just being a church member. I've always been a church volunteer since I was 14. I found mm-hmm. myself in the audiovisual realm of, of church stuff. So I've I've never been just a guy that goes and sits on the pew or sits in the chair and right. and, that, and that's it. I just that's never never been my thing. So, it's actually the definition of what a church member should be and that is serving. Right? Well, yeah, we see. Well, that's good. That's good. So, <laughs> but that's that's just, you know, what I've what I've always done. Of course, it kept me from having to sit around a lot of other people, so I was using it as an escape tactic, but that's a whole other series. It's very balanced. <laughs> right? So, very balanced. But but you know, as a as a volunteer and as a staff member, I've been on both, you know, both the two of those sides. Now, I've not done I've not seen it through your lenses, um, which you've done those as well, but also you you had the lens of senior pastor. Uh, and 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 Man, I'll I'll tell you what. Uh, it, even just being on staff at a church, I've I've watched senior pastors get sheep bit uh, 
I mean, it's it's rampant, and yeah. you don't realize, yeah. uh, how you know how rampant it is, but it just it's something that comes so much with the territory that it's part of the daily grind of just you. Uh, if you stop to address that, that's all you'd ever do. You wouldn't get True. anything done. True, and you know the unfortunate thing is there's a lot of burnout in ministry roles. It's increased over the years, and the I read an article not long ago that a a record number of ministers are, are saying I'm done uh, and walking I don't blame away. Them. And some of that <clears throat> is that you're dealing with people having some of their worst experiences in their life. You're trying to help them walk right. them through. Uh, and so therefore uh, you're not seeing the best of them in those moments. And, and that can take a toll. And right. some of the things we'll talk about, maybe, maybe we'll get to this toward the end of this episode. How can we avoid this? Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's a real thing. Church burnt, sheep bit, uh, <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. and as you, we experience it on different levels, and I think the simple reason for it, it involves people. Yeah. Right. Right. We just think differently when we talk about it happening in church because we expect more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We expect different. And so when the church operates the same way as the corporate world operates, that shocks us and we're, we're surprised by it. And there's probably been more of a tendency toward that right. in the last 10, 15 years. Um, and so, yeah, I think and it, maybe we just can even say this church hurt occurs when we we're disappointed. Uh, we're betrayed. Our confidence is somehow betrayed uh, or we are rejected in some, Oh, way. there's my so, word. So that goes across staff, senior pastor, church member, volunteer, that kind of encompasses everyone, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you stay in church long enough, you're going to have an opportunity to experience one of those things. Yep. And the more you have your sleeves rolled up and the more involved you are, I mean, it's just you're, I mean, well, by proximity, you're you're going to find yourself in situations that uh, can offer can offer that offense. No doubt. No so doubt. You actually mentioned um, or, or said – you used a phrase when we were putting this together, um, church hurt prone. Um, and I instantly had a visual, um, of, of a couple of different people that I've known over the years, um, <laughs> that they are the, they're the quintessential person that got their feelings hurt over nothing. Um, and, and and I remember being shocked. One, I was in my, uh, I guess it would be in my mid to late twenties, and there was a guy who was in his early sixties. And I remember thinking, you know, you should really be handling this differently at your age. I was young enough to say at your age. Mm. Now that I'm mm. closed half that yeah. distance towards that age, <laughs> I'm like, well, that's uh, it's mm. closer than I like to think. But man, really. Um, and he just didn't he didn't handle things well that were not offensive. It was just, hey, we're gonna be doing this this way now. We're just kinda changing how we do things to be better and he's kinda all been out of shape and they, the, uh, he and his wife wound up leaving the church. Yeah. Um, but he was definitely a, a church hurt prone um individual. But what what have you well, you've seen a lot, especially from the pastoral position. I have, and I've seen it with a lot of pastors. Um some sometimes um in these legacy shifts and legacy transitions mm-hmm. where they're handing something over. I've watched a lot of leaders get really 
offended and really hurt if somebody tampers with or begins to change what they consider their life's work. So, yeah. and I think in the even in the situation you just described, there's that that powerful thing of vested interest. Yes. How much have I put into this? And is this, are you rejecting it? Are you saying it was bad? Are you saying it was never should have been this way? Because when we say, hey, we want to get better, and it does tend to infer this ain't good enough. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and leaders yeah. need to be aware of that yeah. for sure. Uh, <clears throat> but church hurt prone, I think, is a phrase that applies to those who have been hurt but never got over it. Mm-hmm. So now they're more prone to be hurt again. Yeah. Because their defenses are up and they're highly looking for that thing. They're almost expecting someone to offend them, disappoint them, reject them, betray them. Some type of sick validation. Well, it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy, so yeah. to speak. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to reject you before you reject me. Uh, all of those things can come into play. Oh my gosh, it's dating life all over again. <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, here's the reality, though. In church life, we cannot avoid the reality of the necessity of understanding Jesus's word. It's impossible that offenses do not come. Absolutely. And offenses are going to come. Being offended is a choice. Yes. And so it's not that we're never going to get have an offense toward us. Sure. It's how we handle it when right. it happens. Now, please be uh, aware that I'm not saying there aren't true situations where someone should say, I can't serve here anymore. Or oh, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. be under this kind of leadership anymore. Right. Uh, <clears throat> that literally should be kind of one of the last things right. where yeah, you're yeah. like, I just can't. We can't do this. I, I'm going to release forgiveness. Love you. Hope you do well. But I can't function under this authority or under this relational yes. whatever's yeah. going on. I had a word come to my mind that I <laughs> dare not say. Uh, the, <laughs> the issue of... So we don't want to invalidate that people should be get out of abusive situations. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true in domestic situations, yes. and it's true in yeah. church situations. Right. Um, but a lot of church hurt can be avoided when we embrace the lifestyle of forgiveness, right? grace, um, and a, the willingness to give others the benefit of the doubt. And I, what I find is until someone someone demonstrates to me over and over again that they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt, that this is who they are and this is what they do, um, until I see that, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that they didn't intentionally just try to poke me. Sure. Uh, you know, they didn't. What a mature perspective. Well, it's I don't know how mature it is. It, it is experienced. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's over a long period of time. And and what I forged what what can happen. As we talked about in our transition series and so forth, there are always opportunities to learn, grow, improve, and get better. Yep. Um, and that's something I've adopted, that whatever I'm going through, I'm looking for the opportunity to learn, grow, improve, and get better. Right. Um, and I think that helps with attitude and perspective. Yeah. Now, that is not to say that I haven't been really hurt um, by churches. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, very disappointed. Um Betrayed. I've had that happen. Not good. Right. Uh, I've been accused of things that I didn't do. Uh, right. Trumped up things that were not real things. Um, and I, I've Love experienced. It. I've experienced strong <laughs> leadership, and I've experienced very weak mm-hmm. leadership mm-hmm. that could be easily influenced 
by strong personalities other than myself. Right. Uh, and we've all, if you stay in this long enough, these opportunities to have these experiences all exist. It's all about how we navigate them. Now, if you're church prone, hurt church, church hurt prone. That's, that's the phrase, right? Right, yeah. Um, if that's where you are because you've never really gotten over some other issue of being hurt in church or by church, um, your default mechanism to avoid it is to bolt. Yeah. Or just not come back. Right, right, right. Right? We've seen a lot of that. In fact, 2020 showed us a lot of people just never came back. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, across yeah. across the country. Um, I do think one of the, I'm not going to say dangers, but one of the unintended byproducts of our ability to stream online like we do now right. is that people are like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing the message. <coughs> I'm it isn't the same, though. There is something about the gathering together. Um, we know the scripture tells us not to forsake the assembling together. Right. Uh, there's something about being in the room that, is different than just sitting in front of the screen. Um, and, yeah, totally, totally. And so that should be something that's available for those who can't come into the room and they can still participate. But I think a lot of people opted out. No, no, I'm going yeah, to listen to a lot of stuff. I, yeah, the online is, is, and that that type of thing, If it's, maybe it's just a, a streaming thing, but it, it's, a, it's a supplemental. It should be. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it yeah. should be. Now, some, some places do it way better than others. I, I feel like when 2020 hit, here, uh, for us here in East Texas, our particular congregation you and I are a part of, yeah. I thought made a, a, an amazing pivot and made the online experience very, very inviting and very easy to uh, connect yeah. to. But that was in a time where it was the only way yeah. we could connect. We couldn't gather. Yeah, uh, I, was at, I was at the center of that, and the only reason that even – remotely worked for us is that we were we were driven and led by questions question after question after question uh and just making sure that we were making steps in the right direction yeah well you know it's interesting <clears throat> i think I, I will say this at the very base level ch- being hurt in church is an every day possibility right no oh, yeah go yeah, it goes yeah. right back to what jesus told us it is impossible <clears throat> that offenses will not come uh so once we accept yeah. that that helps us on a couple levels. One, I'm oh, it's not just me. I'm not being singled out. I'm not the one being targeted. This happens to everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that's a helpful perspective shift. But avoiding church hurt from the leadership side comes, I think, from, from a, a shift in thinking that says these people are mine to care for and I'm responsible for, but they're not here to do my bidding. These are not yeah. my minions. These, this is my team. Yes. Right? So That's I think a great perspective. If, if you view your team or you <clears throat> view your volunteers, your, your members, as a means to your kingdom building, yeah. you're set up for a problem because that is going to backfire and that is going to create issues. And you're going to perceive resistance to your leadership style as rejection of you. Yeah. And, and that happens a lot. Yeah. With with leaders and and senior pastors and people on staff in their departments as they're leading their volunteer teams, whatever yeah. this all breaks down on that individual level. I think the the key thing for leadership from the leadership side is to see these people who are attending, right, for who they are. They're they're not yours, they're his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he loves each and every one of them the same. Right. So that from a leader perspective. 
we're very fortunate that we have a leader here that that absolutely leads this way. Yes, uh, and does not see the congregation, their checkbooks, uh, his staff, or as a means to his end. Right. He does not lead or function that way. No, we're, not at all. So we're very fortunate and <clears throat> and very, very unique and, and very grateful. Yeah. So from the leadership side, it really comes down to how do you see these people now? Can the people you love the most, care for the most, and go out on the limb for the most hurt you? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. When I was a young man, I, I, I have kids. <laughs> I became a um, a lifeguard, and through the Salvation Army Boys Club, I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, and I was very involved. Uh, and I got certified as a lifeguard, and we had a pool, and so I took my times out there. But one of the things we learned in this was that drowning people will drown you. Yeah. And yeah. that you have to learn how to defend yourself <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. from the very people you're trying to help. And this is certainly a good analogy for oh, what happens yeah, yeah. in church life. Now, again, I said it earlier, people are this equation. Sure. From the membership side, I've been there too. I know what that's like. You're right. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, Ben, on how can you insulate yourself? So <clears throat> definitely as uh, as a from the church volunteer side, someone that's, you know, connected and serving alongside, you know, I've, I've found myself, especially, I mean, it, and it, I mean, it still, it still happens. It's never intentional and it doesn't happen much here at all because of how well they communicate different things. But what will happen is a volunteer shows up weekly, but they're not involved in staff meeting, the discussions, the yep. talks with this pastor, with this department and how things start to lay out. And, and, you know, as the, the next, you know, the next plan is, um, released and, and, and started to be, you know, enacted and engaged a lot of times volunteers who have been deeply engaged and committed to a way and to a process can feel alienated because what they were doing might change. It might even be eliminated. Um, and I've, I've been there, um, part of, um, in, in, in multiple facets, but people will get attached and committed to a process. And this is why it's always very, very important to remember. And I mean, scripture tells us to do everything that you do as unto the Lord, because if you ever do it as unto man or unto yourself, which is very common when you start volunteering, then it's much, much easier to get hurt. But, but if you can show up with that and it's, it's hard because you got to wear your, you know, your emotions on your sleeve, but when when you show up and, and it's <clears throat> all right, I am doing this for however long the Lord wants me to in the way that the Lord wants me to until He says otherwise. Yeah. Then when things change and when things shift, you're mu- you're much more out of the line of fire. But if you're this is my process, this is my way, and don't mess with it, you become protective because it's yep. you know it, it, it's yours <clears throat> now. So now you're insulating something that. Really, you should be holding loosely in your hand, but now you're, you know, you're, you're, you've got yourself wrapped around it. And so when yep. it is taken through actual direction that the church needs to be taken or uh, taking, or just because the church is doing something different, whether in, instructed or not, or the right or wrong or whatever, it's just that things are no longer being done that way. It's much more hurtful to have something ripped from you than to yep. be something, you know, given, given up. So that's, that's where. You know, even here, and of course, we we do have a great leader. As we've uh, kind of ebbed and flowed in different things, you know, old offenses from the days of yore and and and, <laughs> and establishments gone by, if you will, 
you know, have started to rise up. I'm like, wait, 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 this is different. I know this man's heart. I know this church's heart. This is this is not directed towards me. This is not directed towards, in this case, my my team or anything. This we're just doing something different, and it's no big deal. Um, and so, if you can embrace that, you can actually use times of change as an accelerant, as yep. opposed to um, uh, and and to fuel growth, as opposed to something that can impede and restrict growth. Yeah, I think <clears throat> we have we're touching around a bunch of things. Um, maybe the people listening today are identifying with some of them. Maybe someone's out there and said the church just, there was some abuse, right? not just spiritual. Maybe there was physical abuse in the church. We know that that has happened. We know that that, mm-hmm. and that can be very challenging and very difficult uh, for people to process and get healed from mm, Yeah, uh, and really damages their ability to trust. Yeah. Uh, I think when we talk about avoiding church hurt, you hit on some very good things from the, leadership side we've got to be better communicators right yeah at the end of the day we really need to be able to clearly articulate why we're making an adjustment or a change we need to honor what's gone before uh, as we build what's necessary going forward Uh, and sometimes leaders don't do that they get impatient it's my way or the highway why are we doing it because i said so because the lord then it becomes this double loop thing a uh, vicious cycle of you're opposing my authority oh i'm just asking you a question <laughs> right uh, you know i've gotten that one that's yeah. that's a hard thing yeah so you i think to avoid church hurt communication's important if yeah. something's bothering you don't just assume that you're accurate yeah go to whoever you have relationship with in the hierarchy of whatever and ask a question uh, this is what I heard. Is that is that what was meant or intended? Oh no no no! This is yeah. this is how, I can't believe we just made this snap decision. Well, we've actually been in this process for a year and a half. You know th- that kind <laughs> of yeah. Uh, you know, it, but <clears throat> people are paying attention on varying levels, right? Right. Different things matter to people. Um, if their aunt Susie is the one who put that little table in the foyer. Mm-hmm. And that's where flowers have sat for the past 40 years. Yep. And some new leadership mode comes through and says, that's the ugliest table I've ever seen in my life. It's right. not inviting. It's not who we are. We're rebranding. Throw that thing out. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then they drive by or they come into the church service that next week uh, or, you know, they drive by and see it in the dumpster. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. not going to get a good response. Yeah. So, I mean, the yeah. leader should probably at least say, hey, um, Tell me the story about this table. What? Right. Why is it here? And yeah, understand why it might matter yeah. to somebody. And then it doesn't mean that it stays. It just means I need to have a good conversation right. with that person to explain. Maybe I will say, "Would you like to have it?" Yeah, show some value. This is important. Some appreciation. You know, yeah. how, how would yeah. would this fit in your home? Would you like right. to have this as a memory? Right. You know, so if you can find ways to do that. But that you know. <laughs> I think a lot of things happen because we're lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to have those conversations. They're too much effort. Uh, we don't want to think this through. I'm just going to act on the snap of emotion that's happening in the moment. So I react rather than respond. Yep. And that yeah. that just that's leadership and member and volunteer and team. It, it, everybody could do this. Right. Um, but I would say this. Maybe this is a good place to circle the wagons here. On a topic this broad. Obviously, we can't 
touch on everything that might no, qualify. No, no, we'd be here. <clears throat> but from our, but days. from our experience, yes, I think it might be safe for us to say that when we keep our heart open to this is not my identity, this is not my validity, this is not my platform. I'm right. serving. Yes. Uh, when it comes about as a church member or volunteer, we say, you know what, this is what I was asked to do. I'm willing to do it, but. It's not mine. Yeah. It's the Lord's. And I think from the leadership standpoint, that applies as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I have stood behind our leader as he's about to walk up on the platform, and I've heard him praying. And I I hear the prayer. These are your people. These are not my people. This is your church. This is not my church. I've heard that countless, countless times. I know that's what, and he's reminding himself. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's reminds yeah. So I appreciate him. I want to honor him. Yeah. Um, he's easy to serve because of things like that. Absolutely. Um, doesn't mean he won't cross your will because he will. Um, oh, yeah. But let's yeah. be honest, right? No yeah. one's rebellious until their will is crossed. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. We can, all, we can all get along as long as it's going yes. my way. Yeah. But here's, Just do here's, what I want. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the reality, I think, from our experiences, learning to lean into the Lord find healing and find forgiveness for our part in a dispute or a problem and for their part releasing being able to do that it's impossible that offenses will come will not come they're going to happen it's how we respond it's right. how we respond we might initially react with with withdrawal and, and pain we shouldn't ignore that but we need to address that i i use this is a good place to uh throw this story in uh, this is an illustration I've used before. If I'm walking down the street and someone jumps out of the bushes and slashes me across my arm with a knife, that's an unprovoked attack on me. Yes. And it's caused a wound. It's yes. hurt me. Yeah. We all get that, right? But if you see me two weeks later and my arm is swollen and red and there's stuff oozing out of this wound it's a good and, picture. and and I say and you say to me oh my god what is wrong with your arm right I go unprovoked attack so I didn't <laughs> right. do this someone right. did this to me yes this is what someone did to me. see yeah. look look at look at it. It. Hey, catch a whip want to smell yeah. it yeah it's one of those <laughs> things that can happen and if you come back in a couple of months and I'm missing my arm yeah it fell off and you're like what what happened to your arm <laughs> right unprovoked attack yep I was wounded I was hurt. I had a hurt. Yeah. But we all, I think, understand on the physical level that if we receive a wound, it yep. is our responsibility. It's our wound. We've now yep. got it. Now, we yep. may not have caused it. Someone else may have done it. But we're we're innately driven to take care of it. Yes. Right? Yep. It becomes my responsibility to get well. Yeah, yeah. And so if I could say anything to encourage people out there, um, we know. We can both validate Things happen in church that hurt us. Mm-hmm. There, there's hurt. But at the end of the day, it's still my responsibility for what I do yeah. about that pain. And I can make a choice to where I become church hurt prone <clears throat> or I learn and grow, get better. Maybe I use, make wiser decisions about where I'm going to serve or where I'm going to. Uh, but I can protect myself with some skill sets of how do I cope and how do I deal with things that happen? Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I've completely misunderstood. 
Maybe what looks obvious is not the way things were. Giving that benefit of the doubt up front can really be helpful. And we've all experienced it. I thought this is what happened. Oh, <laughs> this is what happened. Right. And that that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So being able on the front end to, to withhold that immediate response, uh, reaction, uh, and find out, get some more information. And if it comes down to yeah. this is something I can't really be on board with that, then have that conversation and say, hey, love you guys. It's great. I, I can't be on board with that. Sure. Got, I'm going to move along. Yep, yep. Um, if you think pastors don't talk to each other, you're, you're right, mostly. They don't really talk to each other. But they will talk to each other about, especially in the same city or area, folks who just move from one place to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. The toxic sheep. They can't, they can't find a spot. I had yeah. this happen to us in, in, uh, when we were out of state pastoring. Uh, I'd just come there, uh, and this couple came in, and they said, we've been praying for this region for 15 years and that God would send a man. Hey, always to, gotta watch out uh, for that one. Yeah, and and I said, well, I can I can spare us some time. It's not me. Yeah, it's not me. Yeah. What it really boiled down to was them saying, "We've been here for fifteen years, and we've never been able to find a church." Yep. That's that's the yes the that's, holy way of saying that's not that. a church problem. That's that's likely a you problem. Yep. Yeah. You're uh, the and common I actually here. I actually said to them, yeah. I said, you know, it's, they because they were describing. I said, it sounds like to me, you should start your own. Yeah, absolutely. You start your own. Uh, so I get it, you know, and I've experienced it. I've seen it. But let's just pull this kind of together. What What is church hurt? It's when we are disappointed. Uh, our expectations aren't met. We might talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've we've been betrayed. Our trust has been broken. Uh, we've been rejected, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and these things are real. But at the end of the day, it's not will they happen. It's what do we do? When they happen. Yeah. So we can heal and we can get better and we don't become church hurt prone. Thank you for listening to Divergent Sense. We don't just want to hear from you, we need to hear from you and what topics you want us to speak on in the future. We've got plenty to say, but we want to say what you need to hear, what we all need to hear. So do the world a favor and email those requests to contact at divergentsense.com. And remember, when it comes to your way of thinking, just because it's different doesn't make it wrong. And just because it's common doesn't make it right.